Hello, my dearest comrades, humans. I welcome you today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for giving me a chance. Um, if you don't know me personally, my name is Brooke Ashley Trogden, also known as Bratless. Um, I am a queer, non-binary creator. I am Puerto Rican. I am radically redefining what it means to be me every single day. Today, um, this very moment is 3-24-2020 at 7.37 a.m. I am sitting in my bedroom and the windows are open and I'm admiring the flowers. I'd like to discover what they are. I think I'll post them for identification later on today because I love community um, and community is cool like that. So Today, we recently had our new moon in Aries. It began today, and it woke me up with a bang. Like, I was so cold when I woke up. And my heart just told me, like, you need to in ignite your inner flame. And so, I listened. And I lit a candle and read tarot by the candle and... felt a lot of tension, experienced a lot of fear and confusion and denial and frustration, a lot of fear. So this is the year of the emperor. We are entering, I mean, we are shifting paradigms so quickly, like we didn't have to make it happen. And that's what I've been struggling to understand is like, it just happens. Like, we create the narrative that empowers change. We have the power to change things. We are creator beings. And the power to change things is, well, that's powerful. Um, we are all magicians. That's what the power to change something is that's what alchemy is that's what chemistry is that's what science is like being a magician and being a magician is something that's highly looked up upon but like frowned upon at the same time by religion and scientists like there's no such thing as magic but magic literally is everything like how's it anything besides magic that from two selves we get fucking whole ass humans like not only whole ass humans but like dude we're so cool we are so cool like we have beating hearts and like breathing lungs and moving fingers and much love to anyone who's struggling with any of those things and that's a whole other branch's disability and being disabled only means that, like, you can't function in society. But society looks at it as if your disability is a problem because they don't understand it. Rather than acknowledge that the system isn't built for them. And seek to create a system that's more beneficial to all organisms who exist on this beautiful planet. Um... That is to say, that I hate school. School is not for me. Everyone has always told me that I am far too intelligent to not go to school. Um, but like, school fucking sucks, dude.
like, not only does it suck, but, like, I don't learn that way, you know? And I'm sure a lot of students feel that way, that we just don't learn the way the school expects us to learn, and so we're, like, doing everything in double time and, like, still not feeling like we're able to absorb any of the information because we're just trying to get by, and The purpose of doing an act needs to be intrinsic. Like, for me, when I have a goal, like, I have to have a purpose for my goal. Like, I have to know why. What and why. And then how. That's pretty much how I approach everything is what, why, and how. Um, like, my reasoning. Um, everything is connected intuition is spiralic time isn't linear thank you for being present with me I hope you take each one of my pauses as an invitation to take a moment to be present with where you are and what's going on with yourself. That tends to be what I do when I take pauses, is to be present. It's okay to take pauses to be present. You don't always have to be doing something or getting something done or being productive. That is the system lying to you this oppressive system that tells you how you have to live your life. Well, guess what? Money isn't real. This system that we live in is not real. This does not, this is, this is a stable, collective, imaginal act. We, as individuals, have the power to change the way that we think. Do we realize what an opportunity this is? This coronavirus has given us a powerful opportunity to sit and realize how our actions impact the world around us. We are all connected. We are all one. Moving mandala. We wave in the wind. We radiate knowing energy. The way we follow the light through our pineal gland, there's this inner knowing, inner truth, and psychoactive substances really help activate that truth. There is no denying that. The system does... It's all a war on nature. It's all a war on consciousness. They do not want you to think for yourself. And that is the problem with school. They do not want you to think. They tell you what to think and how to think. Rather than inviting you to think for yourself. When thoughts are controlled, the population becomes a slave. And we are slaves. We're told what to like. We're told how to act. We're told what things are appropriate and what things aren't. But with the power of empathy and with the power of logic, we really don't need to be told how to act. I mean... We don't listen unless we have space. So rather than constantly shoving things down your throat in every sense of the word, just like think about what that means. This is a time for us to take a break from consuming. Like, this is a time for us to See what's inside. 
and and that like we can't help but consume because we're humans it's just to take a pause for a few moments each day and have gratitude for your health and the health of those you love and send blessings to those who are struggling right now and help everyone that you can in the ways that you have available donate money you can donate time you can donate energy it's all transitive the point is to give the point is to feel good about what you give the point is to not give because you're afraid but give because you love give because you love so much that to not give would hurt don't do things to feel like it just feels good to do things for other people it feels good to do things for other people we feel really good about it you know we like tell people because we want that external validation but what does external validation really mean it's saying like I am good enough but once you accept that you are good enough like I finally I'm accepting that I am good enough like I know that people just don't want me to make the same mistakes as they believe they did but I truly believe that I'm going to be living in a different world than they did I'm going to be living in a world that empowers creators and individuals who want to express themselves and empowers nature and really thinks about things and really cares about things I am a zoomer and we're fucking zooming to the top dogs like you don't even understand because I don't even understand like how cool zoomers are we get no credit none zero nada like people are like yeah my kid's so smart my kid's so involved but like you don't understand how cool your fucking kids are like there's some cool ass kids and kids experience a lot of trauma and these kids are really like sifting through at early ages like what their identity is and they're having words to think about these things at an earlier age so they might not be struggling as long and they're opening the minds and hearts of everybody I mean we really know what it is to love like real love like giving love like my shawty my life she got um like that dream kind of love you know that like sweeping you away and just being in the moment and having such a good time like just being loving and caring and present whatever that means like yeah we're the generation always on our phones but I think everybody's pretty much always on their phone nowadays kids are using their media to like really express themselves and create things and they're being called to just be themselves at such an early age and I spent most of my early years just oppressing everything about who I was because it wasn't like what the system approved of and you know wanted to be a leader you know I wanted to step up I wanted to do what was right and good and have integrity and character I want to be part of a team you know like doing something important that's valuable that adds something that like we wouldn't have otherwise and for so long I've tried to fit that into a mold of something that existed 
already. Knowing, knowing, knowing that who I am is so far beyond anything that's a career. Because what the fuck is a career? I had never really saw myself having a career. I mean, like, a career, yes, but not a career in one thing. Like, I understand that school can offer you more flexibility and mobility and it's helpful just to have a college degree, but it also helps just to have experience. And more experience means more credibility. And so if I could be working on gaining experience, doing things that I actually care about, then I'm going to be able to find work and things that I actually care about. Because I'm not putting energy where so many other people are already putting their energy. If you find your own niche, then you have security. Like, there's something special about knowing your setting and environment, about being familiar with what's around you and nurturing your environment. That's really what I seek to do in so many ways. That's why I'm sharing this podcast. I mean, yeah, these are my thoughts, but I believe that I exist to resonate with people. Like, I love resonating with people. I love feeling things with people. I love making people feel, helping people feel understood. I want to give people tools to validate themselves, and I want to sort out my shit in a place where people can witness it because I think that's valuable. I mean, not my most private things, obviously, because boundaries are important. And I also seek for this to be a podcast where we speak truth and wisdom. I'm not calling myself a wise person. For the wisest man alive knows that for the wisest human alive, they know that they know nothing at all. But, and there always has to be that but, because I'm a human. And humans have beliefs that we operate from. We all look to our own inner truth and we see indivisible love and harmony. I know that evil exists in this world, but evil is not what people tell you evil is. Evil is not what people tell you evil is. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Martin Luther King Jr. said those words. <sighs> Loving thy neighbor means accepting them for who they are, respecting them, and caring for them. It means trusting that every individual is seeking to act in a way that's for their highest and best. When you trust the people, they become trustworthy. The idea of our present day government is built off the idea that we can't trust the people to govern themselves. And this crisis has shown us the exact opposite that it's been the communities doing the work all along. The government just kind of stood in the way and said, we got this, and then not taking care of anything. You know, the government, the, the U.S. government's a bad daddy. Saying, okay, everything's good. Like, I got you. Don't worry about anything. And then... When push comes to shove, they're like, oh yeah, actually, 
we didn't have a plan, but we just wanted you to shut up. So we told you we had a plan. But actually, we just hoped that this wouldn't happen. And now this happened? You're fucked. Sorry, dude. They want to control you. They want your power. But they're not going to help you. They're not for you. They're for themselves. They're for the greedy propaganda. They're for whatever it takes to look out for themselves. And we all have to look out for themselves, but... Everything is politics. I understand that. But this system has got to die. Like, this two-party system. This arguing over identity rather than beliefs. And acknowledging all beliefs is like, truth. Like, if a person believes something, that means it is their truth. And for you to say that they're not telling the truth is so hopefully invalidating it's traumatizing it is psychological abuse we're being gaslit continuously by every aspect of our democracy quote unquote this is not a democracy this is at best an oligarchy Truly, an oligarchy under the facade of a democracy because of the money it takes in order to get in a place where you can actually govern. Money just gets in the way. Like, the way that we do money, the way that everything exists. Like, it's all artificial. It's all a way to control us. It's all an illusion. We don't have to subscribe to these lies anymore. We don't have to participate in this anymore. We do not have to succumb to the bed of lies that have been laid for us. No, we can stand up and we can fight. We can speak for our own inner truth. We don't have to fight the way that they do. Our rage is non-violent. Our rage is non-fear-mongering. Our rage is the rage of love. It is the heart's burning desire. It is intuition. It is knowing what is best for highest and all. All for one and one for all. We are repetitions infinitely on smaller and larger levels. We are an infinite mycelium mind connected at the roots, at the core of our planet. We are the endomycorrhizae, rising, breaking through the soil, reaching, 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 reaching toward the sun. We are always growing. We are always growing. The system is a glass box. It says, if you shatter me, you will be hurt. I say, but it hurts more not to grow. And so I take a leap of faith. I take a leap of faith. And I go onward and upward. I shatter the unexplored territory 
I just fucking break through those walls and I realize that it was all a projection. That while this body is physical and real, it has the ability to regenerate itself. While pain is real, while hurt is real, while any different abilities, anything that makes you different, anything that makes you different is a fucking super tower in this world. It is a super tower, a superpower, a way to change this paradigm, a way to shift, a way to see a radically new perspective in this world. We are so much more than meets the eye. In this age of science materialism and denial of our depths, denial of everything that exists within us, denial of the dream world, denial, denial, denial. You know, thinking about denial makes me think about the Nile River. So, I'm just going to look up Nile River myth, the ancient mythology of the Nile. Okay, so I was called to do this right now, so here we are. I'm just going to read this out loud. This is on luxortravels.com. Egypt through Egyptian eyes is their little logo. The title, the URL, I will attach in the description. Um, and it, the author says Ragab. So, Ragab. The Ancient Mythology of the Nile When most people think of the Nile, they automatically think of Egypt. And that is easy to understand if you look at the grand significance of the River Nile in ancient and modern-day Egypt. As such, after traveling through Egypt, the ancient Greek historian Herodotus said that Egypt is a gift of the Nile. This saying truly emphasizes the importance of the Nile for Egyptians. Ancient Egyptians considered the Nile to be a gift of the gods and they equated the Nile with life itself. Daily life was regulated by the rising and falling of the water of the Nile and it determined the Egyptian calendar with its three seasons, the season of flooding, the season of sowing, and the season of harvesting. The season of flooding started when the brightest star, Sirius, appeared in the night sky and marked the Egyptian New Year. As said, the Nile was equated with life. When the Nile flooded, it brought prosperity and fertility to the life surrounding it. But if the water level didn't rise enough, there would be famine, or if the water level rose too much, people would lose their clay houses due to the flood. It was therefore important that the gods controlled the river. The two major gods involved in this process were Knum and Hapi. Knum, the ram-headed god of the Nile. Interesting, so this is the ram-headed god of the Nile. This is like a whole segue, this is my insertion right now. So this is the ram-headed god of the Nile, and today is the dawn of Ares season, and Ares is the ram. So, any surprise that we're reading about this today? Hmm. So, I'm really into archetypal healing energies. You'll, you'll hear about it. I love connecting the dots and drawing patterns. Um, so, let me just start this sentence over. Knum, this ram-headed god of the Nile, was considered to be the lord of the water and the one who brought life and fertility to the riverbanks where plants and animals thrived. And since the water would bring forth clay after flooding, Knum was also thought to be the creator of humans. 
Noom was worshipped on Elephantine Island, and his temple can be admired in Esna, located 60 kilometers south of Luxor. The god Happy was the one controlling the flooding of the Nile. Usually, Happy appears as an androgynous figure, in which the female and male sexes are combined. He has a masculine face and a feminine torso. This is meant to show him being both the father and the mother of the Nile, and thus being able to bring fertility. Fascinatingly, the word happy actually meant happy in the ancient Egyptian language. Due to the fertility and prosperity happy brought to the riverbanks, in multiple scenes in different temples, such as Karnak and Luxor temples, happy can be seen performing a ceremony bundling lotus and papyrus together. This signifies a union of Upper and Lower Egypt in prosperity, with Lotus representing the former and Papyrus representing the latter. There is another god worth mentioning here, the god Osiris who played a role in one of the Nile's famous myths. According to the myth of Osiris, he was killed by his brother Set due, his brother Set due to jealousy, and his body was chopped to 40 pieces and thrown into the Nile. The current of the Nile carried him to the Mediterranean Sea, where his wife Isis achieved finding and gathering his body parts. As the goddess of magic, Isis managed to revive I Osiris and get pregnant. She gave birth to the god Horus and raised him in a papyrus field in the delta, away from his spiteful uncle Set. Later in his life, Horus avenged his father Osiris by killing his uncle. Due to Osiris' death and resurrection, he became associated with the flooding and receding of the Nile. Scenes of this myth can be seen in the temple of Horus in Edfu. Also, several Nile animals had a significant role in ancient mythology. Crocodiles and hippos were feared, and therefore the Egyptians worshipped them so they would be protected from animal attacks and evil in general. The crocodile god Sobek was worshipped in Fayum, and most importantly in Kom Ombo, where Sobek's temple nowadays is visited by many travelers. Certain fish and birds of the Nile were seen as a sign of abundance, sustenance, and rebirth in the afterlife. The historical places mentioned here are visited by millions of tourists every year to explore the mythology of the Nile and enjoy its atmosphere. Okay, and then it went to talking about a Nile cruise, so whatever. Um, this is... Wow. So, I can't help but feel like everything is perfect. So, Noah Lampert um, has been mentioning how, like, a lot of more of the wildlife is just out and about and abundant. And since there's been less carbon activity, he notices, like, and less driving and people moving in general that the wildlife has encouraged out a bit more um, and for them to say the birds are a sign of abundance like I haven't stopped hearing chirping since I started recording this podcast and it's fucking amazing and beautiful can I just say that the world is fucking amazing and beautiful why do I look like a weirdo if I'm like Stopping to sniff the flowers. I'm tired of trying to avoid looking like a fucking weirdo. Because I'm a weirdo. I love being a weirdo. Because it's where all my superpowers come from. We all have superpowers. We're all superheroes. We're all... all about practical magic finding boundaries I don't know anything I'm figuring it all out I'm just talking but I know that it doesn't need to be the gods this is a fractal world 
You know what that means? It means that the world is repeated on larger and smaller scales. That, like, the patterns in the sky, like, whatever we see is a reflection of, like, what we see on the inside and, like, what's a reflection at the smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller level, like, down to our DNA, like, down to our atoms, like, We are energy pulling. Energy in space. (sighs) I've been using all my energy to fight my energy. And it's exhausting. Because I've been not wanting to be who I actually am. I mean, obviously I want to be who I am, but that's scary. Because it means leaving so much. And walking away from so much. But really, I have nothing to lose. Because I already feel like I don't have anything. I feel like I'm endlessly grappling at a hook that's just flying away from me that doesn't And, like, behind me is a beautiful city of love. A beautiful city of love. And I'm just running away from it, like, trying to get this mechanical thing to work for me. And today, I have the cards in front of me, the Empress and the Chariot. And it's funny that we started this podcast at 737 because um, these numbers, like the chariot is number seven and the empress is number three. And these are two major arcana cards that are here in an emperor year. So the emperor is the teacher. This is the year of transformative justice about seeking knowledge about diving deeper about taking it upon yourself taking it upon yourself to learn the truth to see what other people's perspective of the truth is to find your own truth To help other people find their own truth. Because this isn't about having one truth or one experience. This is about having an experience together. We all have the power to make this world idealistic. We can make this anything we want it to be. We can truly be anything that we want to be we can distribute all the wealth we can say fuck your old systems and tell me how you feel about that Tell me how you feel about any of this. Please reach out to me. So you can find me on Twitter at Quantum Giggles. You can find me. Actually, I'm changing my username on Instagram right now. Because my Instagram for the longest time has been unwritten epilogue. And you know, like. unwritten epilogue that implies that my story hasn't been written yet but the feeling in the end I've already I've already done it
I knew what I came here to do and I got here and I've just been fighting it the whole way. So you can find me on social media at Quantum Giggles. And I'm going to leave you. So I told you we have the Empress, the Chariot, and the Teacher here. But we're going to... So I'm using the Next World Tarot deck. And I want to draw a card for the collective. And... I'm going to read to you from the book. So this next World Tarot deck is by Christy C. Road, and I've been resonating with it for a long while, so I just decided to invest in my spiritual practice. Um, my spiritual education, truly. And I decided to get this deck because I mean, I want to make use of it. It's a good thing, especially if I resonate too strongly with it. So, let me give myself some space and peace to pick a card. So yeah, okay. The teacher came up. I like shuffled a lot of times. <laughs> and then pulled the way that the dog asked you to pull. And so we have the teacher. So. Um, as far as archetypes go, we have fire, Aries, Mars, four. It's all four. Like, does that make sense? Like, it's all, all those things are of the essence of four. Completion, four of fire. That's what this year is. It's four. This is a big four year. Okay, so we have the teacher. The teacher organizes the platform for the debate, the arsenal for the life lesson, the guides for poetic imagination, and the textbooks for growing up and the never-ending stories. Having learned from experience, failed from obstacles, and regrouped through experimenting with right and wrong, the teacher gathers her research and separates it into control and variable positions. She wants us to be able to choose between self-reflection and action righteous control or an abuse of power the teacher asks you to hone your wisest self and turn chaos into a map through every triumph every learning experience and every moment of unwarranted science or silence or oppression the teacher archives the principles that work for herself and for others creating libraries that help kids learn the definition of justice she asks you to isolate your mind from the noise and shut down the voices that challenge your intellect. She asks you to study justice. How can you aid and abet the tradition? I wonder why I said tradition. Why did I say tradition? Because this is a choice between values. Do we want traditional values? Or do we want values grounded in empathy and mutual respect? and personal empowerment, and empowerment of the community. Trust, 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 trust. That's what I'm hearing, trust. 
How can you build trust in your community? How can I build trust in my community? Okay. Well, this is, I want to create a safe space for people. I want a place to talk. Like, I want people to talk to me about what they think about. I want to compile people's personal experiences. This podcast is meant to be a compilation. If you have a truth and you want to share it, talk to me. Reach out to me and we'll talk about it. We'll figure out how I can amplify your voice. That is my job. My job is to amplify the voices of others. Because I'm, I'm powerful and I'm loud and I'm willing to speak up. I love helping others share their truth. I love seeing others share their truth and break through and expand. And I love healing. I love helping people heal. I love healing myself. It's hard work. And you know, I don't give myself enough credit for it. And the community doesn't give our healing healing people enough credit our community our society our society does not give the people who do the work credit they do not give them credit they're not say oh you're doing a good job you're worthy of being protected you're worthy of being safe you're worthy of feeling secure you add enough value to the world that you're good and you know I think people add value just by existing and enriching life and enrichment is a key factor in that it's important to enrich the world around you or else you feel bad about it you're like oh I'm just taking and taking and taking I hate myself blah 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 but if we just decide to say oh well what can I do differently and how can I change and what do I not like and what do I value and what things do I actually care about and what do I stand for and what will I stand up for and what will I speak my truth for? What will I sacrifice for? And right now I'm sacrificing my security to spend my time in the ways that I find meaningful without judgment toward myself or who I am. Because I, there is no status quo in my world. Like, the status quo doesn't really exist for anybody. We just get in a place of stagnant complacency. No one wants to be status quo. And if you do, like, cool. Well, let's just make the status quo better. Like, the status quo care about the needs of people in third world countries and not just trying to, I mean... Not just trying to spread the word of your God, but a more anthropological view of like, we are all one human species. Race and class and ability and identity and gender, it's all just fluff to separate us. But that individuality is why we're here. We're here to be different expressions of ourselves. Like, that's the beauty, is to see all the diversity. Like, what makes us different should be what makes us special. Not what makes us inferior. It's just fear and oppression. It's oppression. It's oppression. We have been oppressed from our roots. We have been separated from nature. This fight that we fight is not a war of nature versus humanity. It's acknowledging that we are nature. We are just beings of life and vitality and 
we expect so much of ourselves and we don't give ourselves any room to grow. It's okay to change your mind. Thank you, morning. Thank you for all the blessings that come with the morning. Thank you for reminding me that it's okay to start and start and start all over again. And Just because you started a story You can read another book if you like that ending better. And you can open and close as many books as you want. But you can never get back the time that you spent reading them. So fill your body with things that bring you value and joy and pleasure and help you just as much as they heal you. Like, <sighs> things that feel good in every way are the best things. Like when you eat a delicious kale salad, and you're like, ah, oh, this is good for everybody. It just feels so good to be thankful. And let me finish, because I totally interrupted our emperor. How rude of me. How rude, Brooke. Um, so the emperor, the teacher, says... She asks you to study justice. How can you aid and abet the situation at hand through truth and radical responsibility? Uncover a whimsical sense of responsibility that may forget to shower, but always puts justice to the front. This is a time for us to connect and remember what's rightfully ours. This planet is ours. This future is ours. We are not to be told what can and cannot happen because any limitation is self-imposed. We know that we have the power to change things. Please reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. I love community. I love connecting. Mwah. Happy new moon in Aries. Thank you for listening. I love you, dear soul. If you stayed this long, I... Uh, if you stayed this long, I just want to say thank you so much. Like, ugh, ugh, that feels so good. That feels so good that someone would want to listen to me for this long. So thank you. <laughs> You're the best. Keep it up. Mwah. Bye.